Morning, church. Just before I start, I just want to honor our, our, our pastors of the house, and that's Pastor Paul and Pastor Ruth. You know, yesterday they took us out um, uh, jet skiing for the first time, and so if I can't turn my neck that way, it's because I was riding behind the pastor, and he tried to say, oh, no, you, don't, you only have to relax, and then Nick minute he's thrown me off not once but twice. And so this morning, I want to honor them for this opportunity that, um, you know, we've come from Australia. We, 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 we're part, we're connected to a church um, that's called Hosanna Life Harvest Church. And, and, and when sitting down with your pastors the other night to have dinner, we, 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 felt like, we felt like we heard our heart through them. And as you can see, they're not Samoan and um, they're not dark. I felt like I heard myself through these, <laughs> your pastors. And so I thought, man... Have you been reading my diary? Have you been, have you been like seeing some of the stuff that I've been, been telling God about or hearing some of the stuff that I've been telling God about? Because when I hear you tonight, I hear my own heart but from your pastors. So I want to honor them. If you can put your hands together for your pastors. I love the vision that you have here and a vision that started, I, I believe, 2007. And it's, I love, it's to see lives transformed with God's love. See lives transformed with God's love. And, and I'm, I'm one of those guys that I look for love in all the wrong places at the time that I really thought I could find it in the club, in the bottle, drinking it up, sniffing it up, you name it, I believe I've tried it. And so that's where I was trying to find love in relationships and with, with you know, different relationships. I thought if I, if I could find it there, then, you know, I, I would feel comfortable or feel the comfort. But I, I've come to know and realize and I've come... I've come to find this love and this love that I was trying to find all these years, and I'm only like 19, but really I'm 35. All these years I've been trying to look for this love that can, that can only be found in God. So I don't know if, you've, if this is your first time, but we have the saying back at home, and a home away from home, and it goes, you could have been anywhere else. You could have been anywhere else, but because God has a plan for your life, but because God has a purpose for your life, but because God has set a path for you to walk in, amen, that he said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. I came to tell somebody that, that, God, that God wants you to win in life, to succeed in life, that his plan is, for, is that you would win and succeed and prosper and, and not to harm you, but a plan that will give you hope. And so I, I've, been, I've been traveling around up north here and I've seen some places where they've lost hope. But I praise God for a church in Kerry. I never thought... I never thought I'd be in Kerry sharing like this, but I praise God for the opportunity that we have in Kerry. And you are doing such an awesome thing in Kerry, Kerry. You're doing a, a thing where God would, would, where you become a voice in the desert, where you become a voice in the schoolyard, where you become a voice in your office, where you become a voice in your, in your families, where you become a voice in a relationship, where you become a voice in a marriage, where you become a voice. Like, like that would set the waves that Jesus would be heard, that Jesus would be told, that Jesus would be shared, that Jesus, amen, will come to know your friend, your auntie, your uncle. And so it's so awesome to be here. But before I go any further, I just want to invite up my wife. This is my beautiful wife, Shiloh. We are proud parents of six kids, five, five beautiful daughters, and my one and only son, David, he's crashed out. <laughs> And I just want them, I just want them to bless us with the song this morning.
our beautiful sister-in-law, Harmony. Please put your hands together. Like my husband was saying, we're so thankful to be here. And um, you know what I thought was really beautiful of all the times we, we got these tickets four or five months ago. And like he said, you know, sometimes we don't know God's plan, but we know that we know that when we've, the moment we set foot off that aeroplane, that this was all part of his plan and, and it couldn't have worked out any better, you know. And, you know, to be real, it was a rough start. But you know why? Because sometimes when God's got something in store, Sometimes the storm has to come before the calm. And so just to, you know, encourage you that if you're going through the storm or if you're going through the heat, that the cool thing about it is that there are seasons in life and those seasons don't last forever. So you know what, With the um, whether you're in the storm, whether you're in the rain, that the harvest is coming and just get excited about it. Because as we get excited, it's that Thanksgiving within us that says, despite what I see right now, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Despite how I feel right now, I know you're going to do something good. And there's something powerful when you would begin to praise. And that's the one of the things I love to do with my sister, and I'll be honest, um, I've missed it, and uh, because I do, like we've done this since we were little, and so I'm really blessed though that she's been able to come here and extend and multiply and share the, you know, the love of God through song. So we pray you're blessed.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come humble before you as a vessel to be used by you. I pray that it's all you and none of me this morning. Thank you for such an opportunity as this, Lord God, that I can share and speak, Father God, where, where your spirit would go out and touch somebody right where they are. And so we thank you that you be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. And so I believe um, I, I've come in where the theme has started for this month, and it's my story, his story. Somebody repeat after me, my story, his story. Tap somebody on the side and say, my story, his story. Uh, I'll the guy behind you and say, my story, his story. Amen, amen. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share out of a, a passage, Luke chapter 15, because when I think of my story, I, I think of this passage, and it's about two sons, a father had two sons, and the younger son come up to the father that day, and he said, yo, dad, give me what is mine. And, and, and when, I, when I read that, what I see is where I came to God, and I said, you know what, God, you know what, dad, I'll take, I'll take matters into my own hands, and I want to go do my thing. And so I'm just going to quickly read this right now. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distance. Somebody say distant. When I think about distant, I think about when I took matters into my own hands, I separated myself from God. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I believe 39, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so even though that I had gone away from God, His love, His love, His love was still for me. I came to tell somebody that God is for you who dare be against you. And so your situation might be against you. Life might be against you. Stuff might be happening around about you and that could be against you. But I came to say that even though things are happening and things are not going your way and stuff can be against you, that God is always for you in Jesus' name. And so he set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. I was pretty pretty much a broke guy. I wear I, I I the way I lived back then, and I'm talking about back in 2008, the way I lived in 2008 was from paycheck to paycheck. And so I didn't have much to show, but the way I try to live on the outside, because I try to live this life where as long as I, I looked apart in society, as long as I looked apart. Amongst my friends, as long as I looked apart around my boys to try and impress somebody, then, then I was doing my thing. You know, I was trying to live the way I wanted to live and be seen the way others wanted, the, the way I thought people wanted to see me. And so this, this son, he takes off to a distant country. And, and there I see we're distant from God and he lived a life according to his ways. He lived the life and, and, did, and lived it up the way he wanted to live it up. And then it goes on to read, after he had spent everything. Somebody say everything. There was a severe, a severe famine in that whole country and he began, began to be in need. And when he came to his senses, this is the bit where I love, where he came to his senses. And so I know that in my journey in 2008, I'm, I'm at a... I'm at football. I used to play for this club called Guildford. Guildford Owls. It was a league club. Go to the Warriors. Any Warriors fans in here? Amen, amen. Go to the, go. Did anyone watch rugby? Go to the Blues. Okay, go to the Blues. And so I've got to, I've got to admit, when I went to Australia, I was a rugby union boy all my life. And then I went over and they converted me. I'm sorry, forgive me now. 
but um, I, I follow league, and I, when I was playing league um, in 2008, the only reason why I went to play was because I knew they had some stuff. I knew the boys there were dealing. And in 2008, I had just come out of a, a, a real bad breakup. And, and at that time, I, I, I was married once before in 2006. That lasted only six months. But in that relationship, I, I had two daughters, and, and then I got involved. I got involved with my wife three months later. And for me, when, when getting involved with my wife, she understood where, who I was. And, you know, people thought at that time that the reason why we broke up was because of, you know, what I was doing. But it, what it was really was she, I believe that she lost her relationship with God and when I think about that, I, I think about how God's love was, is still for her even today. I, I see how His grace is still for her today. And for me at that time, I didn't know how to handle the break. So I don't know about you and how you handled stuff, but for me, the way I handled it was I turned to the bottle. I turned to drugs. I, I, turned, to, I, I turned to like going to clubs. And so I went to this team that I knew that there was dealing. And when I got involved with, with this team and, and we, we was, we, you know, we, I got fit and, and I was trying to look like the rock back then. And, you know, the bro says, oh, that's your spiritual body. No, that's my Australian body. I've only brought my New Zealand body. <laughs> my New Zealand body here. But when I go back to Australia, that's what I'm going to look like. And so I, I think about, you know, I think about trying to, trying to take matters into my own hands and do it my way. And... When I read about how many, when I read about how he came to his senses, in 2008, we went to a training camp down in Wollongong. We went out that night, and I, and I took some stuff I shouldn't have taken. And then from the club, I went to training. From training, I've passed out. Next thing I know, I'm in hospital. They've revived me, and they've said to me when I woke up, you should be dead right now. And then they say, you know, on the outside, you look very fit, but on the inside, you, you have a body of a... a, a, a of a 60-year-old, and I don't know what that, what that was supposed to mean. All I knew was they're saying to me is, on the, on the outside, you may look fit, but on the inside, your, your body in here is, is not fit. And so I thought to myself, oh, yeah, sweet as. Two weeks later, I'm back at it. Two weeks later, I'm back at it, hitting the clubs, hitting the drugs. And then in mid-2008, roughly about April, I'm driving. I've just come from the club. And I'm wasted. I'm, I'm back. We have the saying, I was riding the horse where, you know, when you ride the horse, you can't keep your balance. Well, that was me driving. I've passed out at a T intersection and the engines are still running. My foot is on the brake. The, the car is still in drive and I've passed out. An ambulance drives once and then he drives past twice and then he calls the cops. The cops come knock on the window because I'm just, I'm gone, but my foot has stopped me from running into the lights, foot has stopped me from running into the traffic ahead. And then he, he knocks on the window and he's like, excuse me, mate, have you been drinking? And I thought, man, this is it. I'm going to prison. I'm, you know, and, all, and I started thinking real, real, you know, real bad. And, and I said to him, yes, I have. Um, we went back to the train, uh, to the police station. He's taken down my, my rec the recording of the alcohol in my breath. I ended up going to to court later on that month, and this is what the, the judge says, you're lucky I didn't put you away for 10 months because you were 10, 10 times over the limit. And so what, what should have killed me that night didn't kill me. What should have killed 
me back in January of 2008 because there was an overdose that happened that when I passed out and found myself in hospital, it was OD, I was OD'd. But yet, you know, I thought to myself, okay, you know, I'm going to take this and, 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 you know, take it in and take your advice. But two weeks later, I was back at it. It wasn't until December the 19th, I've taken my wife and we, we've gone to my Christmas party and we get wasted. We go to a club after the Christmas party and we get more wasted, and then we jump back in the car and we're driving. I don't know what, if you know the term, um, driving blind, you know, where you've just, you're just intoxicated to the limit. And so all I remember to this day, what happened that night was, whatever I hit woke me up. I've jumped out of the car. I've jumped out of the car, and I've looked at the front end of my car, and it's pushed up to the windscreen. And then I thought, man, what am I going to do here? You know what? Just jump in. I'll jump in. I don't know why or how the car was still able to run, but we, we got away, and I thought the cops were after me. So I was so paranoid, thinking, oh, man, everyone's after me. So I've jumped in the car. We've driven, driven back to, to, to Wifey's house, and then I've parked my car facing the main road. And then the next morning, we go to church, and I'm trying to, you know, play it down, like walk into church, like, hi, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And then all I get was, JT, are you all right? And I'm saying, oh, what, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? And then they say, oh, we saw your car. I'm like, oh, yeah, about that. Um, yeah, I'm all right. And so that, that, that time there in, in December the 19th, I came, I came to my senses. But before that, it was a long road. Before that, I felt like, you know, I could really, really, really find love in all these other places. Before that, I, I thought I could find what was... I could find something to fill this emptiness. Before that, I, I thought I could, I could like, like a jigsaw puzzle, I felt like, you know, the, the, the piece that was missing was a triangle, but I was trying to fit the, the circle. I was trying to fit the, the square. You know, and, and that's where I came to my senses and realized that God was the only one and, and is the only one to this day that can fill that void. And I don't know about you and where you've been, but if, if you're anything like me and you're trying to, trying to fill that void or fill that, that emptiness or fill that space with things and, and, and stuff and with people, I came to tell somebody, it's only God. It's only a relationship in Jesus that can really fill that void. They can really fill your life. And then you, you, you come into this, you know, exactly what has been shared this morning into this relationship with God. And I came to tell somebody, having a relationship with God is not always easy. You know that when, when, God said to Moses, when God said to Joshua, just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. No, I won't leave you, nor will I forsake you. I, I used to think, wow, that's awesome. And, and the, I used to think, and I, I felt like I got it wrong when I used to think he had to be like Moses. I came to tell somebody, you don't have to be like anybody else, but be yourself in Christ. You know that Joshua didn't have to do it the way Moses did it. Joshua didn't have to do it, have to lead the people the way that Moses led the people. Joshua didn't have to speak like Moses spoke. All he had to do, right, church, was follow God and let God lead the way. And so I've come to understand that if I just follow God, I might not always get it right, but he walks with me day after day after day. Then he'll never leave me nor forsake me, never leave me nor disappoint me, never leave me nor let me down. I came, I've come to understand that God never will diss you, church. He'll never diss us. And so even when we, 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 we get it wrong, trip over and stuff like that, He'll never diss you. He's always, always, always for you. 
And just in closing, he goes on, it goes on to read in Luke 15, 19. And this is, and this is the son, and he said these words because he felt like that he felt like there's gotta be more to life than how I'm living. There's gotta be more to life than the way I'm living. And so where he found himself, where he found himself right now and right here, and, and the Bible tells us he was he was feeding the pigs in a foreign land, in a foreign country. Where he found himself was, you can't get any lower than this place right now. And he says to himself, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And, there was, and when he was saying this, what I see there, church, was he, he's planned in his heart, when I, I want to go back to my dad's house, but I will settle just, just to be a servant. And even though his position was a son, he would settle to be a servant. Sometimes we settle, church, for less than the best than what God has for us. Sometimes we, we, we settle for where, where God wants us up here, but we want to we wanna be down here. And I'm not, in a, I'm not talking about position. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm bigger and you're smaller. What I want us to understand is because our identity in Christ is our identity in Christ, who I am in God cannot be found in, in, in the clubs and cannot be found in, in, in drugs but it can be found in Christ and so I love that scripture that uh, that scripture that goes for in Christ I am a new creation the old has passed behold the fresh and new has come so I came to remind somebody you are still fresh and new you are still fresh and new he will go on to say the son said to him father I have sinned against heaven and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And right before, right before the son goes on to say, I would, I would be, I'd rather just be a servant. You know that his father would cut the son off and say this, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. You know, just, just before you, you, you said it for less, God would cut you off and say, nah, 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 I'm going to give you, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to give back. I'm going to restore your relationship. I'm going to, I'm going to give you your purpose. I'm, I'm going to put some, some shoes on your feet that you're going to start walking in the purpose that I've called you for. Plans to prosper you. Amen, church. And he put on a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Please stand with me, church. I'm going to finish on this. I don't know I don't know what's your story but if your story will get in line with his story I don't know I don't know what's your story but if your story will get in line with his story you'll start to see yourself as wonderfully and fearfully made you'll start to see yourself the head and not the tail above and not beneath you'll start to see yourself a child of light and not of darkness you'll start to see yourself the way God sees you and I came to tell somebody this morning the way God sees you, He's all for you. God loves you to the max. We flew from Australia just so we could be here this morning. Just so I could, I could come in and share with somebody this morning. I don't know where you at. Well, you know, Jesus, He would meet the prostitute where she was at. She would meet the drunk just where He was at. He would go out to them, go out to them. He would step out. You know, the Bible says in the book of James, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. If I could have every eye closed.
like him to tell somebody that this morning I've given you three reasons from, from a testimony that was broken. A testimony you probably think, well, it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. My life doesn't make sense. What makes sense though is when I came into a relationship with God and I don't have to try and search for things and try to find things out there to try and fill the void in here. Because all the while I was trying to look for stuff out there, the Father was still waiting on me. I came to tell somebody this morning, the Father is still waiting on you. And if you want to do things your way, that's cool. But I came to encourage you, if your story will line up with His story, watch your story become supernatural. This morning, I want to I wanna pray with anyone. This morning, I wanna, my wife and I would like to pray with anyone. Maybe you've become distant through being busy or through stuff that's happening. Maybe you're, you know that you're not where you want to be. But praise God, you don't have to stay there. And so this morning, I want to stand with somebody. I want to stand with you. My wife and I, our, your pastors will want to stand with you. The leadership of this team want to stand with you. And if that's you this morning, I want, I want you to, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to, up to the front. And I, and I know that I know that if you would take that step, God, that every step after that, God will guide you. God would lead you. God would usher you. And so just as the worship team play this song, if that's you this morning, my brother, my sister, I invite you this morning to the front.